Welcome back to Bacon Wire, an MSU sports podcast here on the MSU, on the Big Banter Podcast Network. Carter, this is the first time in a long time where it's just dubs all the way down. Yep. I mean, the Falcons even won today, didn't they? By not playing. Oh, they, okay. They won the bye week. The Atlanta Falcons have won the bye week. Arthur Smith gave Bijan Robinson seven carries against the bye week. <laughs> and he gave Tyler Algier 25. Yep. So uh, so let's start. We're, we're recording this. The, the, uh, the MSU game against Alcorn State and basketball just finished. Um, let's, let's start there because I think that bag is a little more mixed. Um, and then I think we can kind of work our way through down the ladder um as we get going here i I imagine basketball is probably going to be the bulk of our conversation i brought this up i brought this up last week and you know between between tuesday night at the champions classic against duke um a nine-point loss um and really what i saw tonight i'm sorry like we, we kind of already had it, even though it was a little bit early and hyperbolic. I think there needs to be serious conversations about whether A.J. Hogard is the point guard of a national championship team. Because truthfully, from what I've seen from him so far this season, I think we have a big enough sample size now, five games. I don't, I don't think he is. I, I really don't. He was pretty much ineffective against this Alcorn State team that's, like, not very good. Like Trey Holloman stepped in and was more effective than him. Right. It, and, you know, I, anyone who's going to say this, whether it's Graham Couch or Go Green Bunch of Numbers on Twitter, they all want the same answer. What's your solution? Look, Tyson Walker runs a lot of point. And I think, I think Trey Holloman has earned a look at a lineup that includes Tyson Walker, Trey Holloman, Jay Nakins, Malik Hall, and Carson Cooper. I think you got to try that lineup out and just see how it works. And, you know, Trey Holloman was also recruited as a point guard. So maybe Trey slides into point guard there. I understand that freshman Jeremy Fears is also not the point guard of a national championship team. I understand that as well. Okay, yeah. freshman point teams with freshman point guards have have difficulties in March. The frustrating thing about AJ Hogard is it's there. We've seen it. It's there. He, you know, all I think about when I see AJ Hogard get lost on a defensive assignment or like lackadaisically like lob it up to a point where not even Cohen Carr can come get it and bring it down. It's just like, I think about that video of him like locking up. Who was that? CJ McCollum? Terry De- DeMar-, DeMar DeRozan. DeMar DeRozan. It, who has, does he have an NBA? Does he have an NBA? Does he have a championship? Or No. No, that was Kyle Lowry. Yeah. I mean, a guy, uh, he locked up like a 10-year NBA veteran over the summer. And he has not, I don't think he's come close to looking like that guy. 
not once in these five games for even an offensive possession has he looked like the guy who was able to lock down a 10-year NBA veteran and be able to score. It's it's baffling. I I don't know what else to do, you know? Like, during a timeout at the start of the second half, Izzo Izzo ripped into him, but, like, how many times can you rip into – how many times can you rip into into someone before it's just, like, this is – they are who they are, right? And It's my question about him, actually, though. Like, how how many players in the Tom Izzo era – can you think of who've been ripped into this many times who just haven't changed at all? I can't, I can't really think of anyone. No, I, I mean, look, I, yeah, there really isn't. I mean, like, I don't know, like maybe he's yelled at Matt Costello for him to tone it down a little bit, but like, he's never had to get up Matt Costello's ass about hustling. Nope. It was just about being a goofball. (laughs) No, he always hustled. Matt Costello always hustled. Yeah, so it, it's just like, it, and AJ almost never hustles. I don't know if he, like, is on the Donald Trump school of thought where, like, your body is a battery and it only has so much juice before it runs out and you die. And he's just like, well, I'm going to save all my juice for March. Like, why would I go hard against Alcorn State? But there needs to be proof of concept, yeah. is what I'm saying. And and he's not going to pull the ripcord and change the lineup against Arizona on Thanksgiving. He's not. Nope. But going into Palm Springs with with AJ Hogard as your starting point guard, I think it's fair to expect MSU to lose that game. I don't want to be a pessimist, but I just don't. I don't see it. I really, really, really do not see it. And I don't know how much longer MSU is going to be able to sustain having this this guy on the court and getting the lion's share of the minutes at point guard when you have guys who are busting their ass and are trying behind him. I just don't, I don't get it. Yeah, I don't know. To look just ineffective against Alcorn State is, is really brutal. Getting lost on defense. Um, not really doing anything offensively. Like, he was slow to read you know, Xavier Booker and uh, Carson Cooper rolling to the basket. He was, he made a couple pat, like good passes into the corner. But I mean, like, that's kind of like his only skill is making that skip pass to the corner. <laughs> like, he's not yeah. applying pressure on the rim. He's not looking for his teammates on other shots. Uh, he's not even playing defense. Like, and the shot is obviously not falling. So it's like, he's just out he's just kind of out there as another body like it's like playing four on five um and then on the other hand you see like the way holloman shot the ball and i mean look they talked about how steven or they talked about how uh, trey holloman was able to uh, improve his his jumper this offseason that's clearly looked very true his it looks fluid i mean he came in as a guy who just really wasn't able to shoot that well and now obviously he's knocked he knocked down all five threes he took and they've barely touched the rim on these threes. So he at least was in the gym, you know, he at least was doing something and is showing something and obvious. And then you have fears who just, I mean, how can you not love this kid? The way he, the way he plays, the way he coaches on the, on the floor. 
Have you seen, like, did you see him, like, directing players, like, on defense? He's communicating with, like, even Sissoko and, and Cooper. I mean, I saw him, like, there was a foul. I think it was, I don't know if it was Carr or Cooper or Sissoko or whoever. He's telling him, he's like, yeah, keep your hands up. And he's and he was pushing Booker to go defend somebody on the perimeter. Like, this kid's got the Izzo system down. And he's going over, like, right before the half. He's He's got Izzo around the shoulder, just, like, chatting him up and, like, trying to figure things out. It's just how can you not just absolutely love this kid so much? So, I mean, like, yeah, we know Jeremy Fears is not going to be, like, the answer if we want to win a championship this year. But you got to feel good about the future with him. It's about figuring out right now what are you going to do with Hogard. He's got – we're playing Arizona. He's got to take care of the basketball against Kylan Boswell. He's got to play defense against Pella Larson, who's one of the best shooters in the country. What is he going to do, man? Like, you've got to turn this around. And the Butler was came into the game with a 3-0 record, but they weren't really that good. Like, that, you can't tell me that team's any good. They don't look good. And then Alcorn State's a tune-up game. And he didn't really look overly effective in either of those games. So... What are you expecting from the third-ranked team in the country? I don't know. So it's a little bit concerning, and I understand where you're saying, like, oh, yeah, they they you can expect them to lose that game because if Hogarth's going to play a bunch of minutes, you're probably playing five-on-four, and that's not ideal. Yeah, and, and, you know, the other thing that concerns me about this team big picture is, is the free-throw shooting. Oh. I mean, literally, the first shot you learn – after a layup is a free throw. Like you're four years old playing rec ball with your friend's dad as the coach, and he's having you take free throws. The first the first game you play in practice is lightning, where you shoot from the free throw line. How you can get to this level and shoot this poorly from the free throw line. And my 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 mom's favorite line, they're free. Just take them. My mom says the same thing. It it's infuriating, and it's like I, you know, you figure they're going to regress to the mean, but at the yeah. same time, are they? Like it's been that's been constant, right? The threes are starting to fall. The free throws aren't. Like Jay Nakins hit three threes tonight, and he clunked a couple free throws. It's weird. Like, even Cooper's free throw looks fine. I mean, I mean, like, he's a big man. He's a sophomore big man, so, like, obviously he's going to have his, what, he's going to shoot 65 70%, but his free throw form looks fine. Right. I just, I don't know. Those are the two big things that concern me about this team big picture, right, is, like, is AJ going to be able to start up this motor? Because here's the thing, I know we can do it. We all know he can do it, right? I'm not declaring AJ Hogarth dead. <laughs> I'm not declaring him cooked yet. But you know, he, he's on the grill. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta get yourself off the grill, brother. Like I don't know, I don't know what else to say or or how else to say it. I mean if he can't handle competition, you shouldn't be playing Division One basketball. I'm sorry. It, if like if you're gonna if you're gonna like space out on defensive assignments because you're so worried about what a guy who had to get a hall pass to go take a piss during class six months ago is doing on the bench, then you gotta 
you got to go see, you got to go to therapy, man. Like you got to figure your shit out. I'm sure there's a sports psychologist on staff at Michigan state. I can almost guarantee it. You got to You got to unlock, you got to unlock that dog. It's in there. You got to let it out of the crate. Otherwise I'm going to start playing arms of an angel by Sarah McLaughlin <laughs> to get him out of there. I don't know what else to do. Do you think he's worried about like fears, like breathing down his neck? If you couch, Couch seems pretty adamant that he is. From he, the play on the field or the court, yeah. I, I I don't know. I don't know how you can reach any other conclusion. When there's no one behind him, yeah, he still he still looks like that sometimes. But it's more of like a it's more of an engagement kind of laziness kind of thing. Yeah. But when it's they needed, that sort of thing with him. Right. But when right. they needed him to lock in, he locked in. They needed him to lock in against James Madison. He did not lock in. They needed him to lock in against Duke. He did not lock in. They're going to need him to lock in against Arizona. I don't know if he's going to be able to lock in against Arizona. And that's going to be a major fucking issue where if you're starting point guard, you can live with him. You can live with him having shitty body language and playing at 25% speed and lackadaisically floating over on defensive assignments against Alcorn State in Southern Indiana, you are going to get murdered against, against Purdue, against Indiana, against Illinois. Shit, even fucking Michigan this season. Doug McDaniel looks pretty good. Yeah. You, there needs, I don't, I don't know whether Izzo just needs to have a come to Jesus talk or if, or if, or if he's got to be benched or like, I don't know. Couch, I mean, if, if you listen to Couch in the Rude, Couch sounds like, Couch sounds like benching Hogard is equivalent to, is equivalent to poisoning the entire team. I don't necessarily well, agree. I, I don't I don't know what the answer is. I really don't. I, I would be interested to know. I would love to know what the answer is. Well, it's weird because Izzo said in a press conference they sat down and watched every single second AJ was on the floor against Duke. And, I, and with the Duke game, I thought Izzo or I thought Hogard started the game fairly well. I thought he was playing some good defense. I thought he was making good passes. And so, then and then he got pulled for fears and he was then never he just the same. Disappeared. Then he just disappeared for like a majority of the game. He was just, and it I didn't even know he was out there. Right. And it wasn't a, you're sucking. You need to sit. It was, it was to get him a blow. That's all it was. It was, it, I don't, I think if you brought Trey into that same situation at that same spot in that same moment, AJ probably continues along that trajectory. I think there's probably something about Jeremy fears and the shiny new toy that that's like tripping him up and, and that's got to be worked out, whether that's whether that's Izzo like sitting them down or AJ going to a sports psychologist or what the fuck ever. But it's got to be fixed because, like, you're he's in the middle of a self fulfilling prophecy right now. <laughs> Pierce is only going to get better as this season progresses, and they're going to trust him more and more. They're going to give him more and more. They're going to give him more and more, and he's going to have a longer and longer leash, and your leash is going to get shorter and shorter. Yep, absolutely. Especially, I mean, look, Fears already looks 
so well put together. He already looks experienced. He plays like a three, four year Izzo player, and that was like, a, and that's his fifth collegiate game. So, <laughs> I mean, what is what's he going to do when Big Ten play rolls around and he right. continues? What's he going to look like in game thirty? Yeah, what's he going to look like? What's what's going to happen when it's do or die time? Who do you go? Who do you go to? Right. The answer is Tyson Walker. Oh, yes. But, but running but, the one. Yeah, if you want, if you don't want Tyson Walker running the offense, which I would be interested to see, honestly. Yeah. Um, I think we probably would have seen a little bit more of that tonight if he was able to go. No, I think it's fine that he was. Yeah. They rested him. Was he really sick? I don't know. He was. There. I don't know, but it but it let you unlock. It let you unlock Trey Holloman, which I think is going to be an important piece going forward, right? Let's focus on let's focus on the good. Let's focus on Friday. Let's focus on tonight. Um, yeah. You know, Robbie Hummel kind of said it best. It's like there's a lid over the basket. Yeah. There's a lid over the basket. I think that lid has opened up. Mm-hmm. Right? It, you know, there's still not hitting at a rate that I'm comfortable with. And obviously, as a fan, the only percentage I'm going to be comfortable with is 100%. But, you know, they're still not, they're still not at that. They're still not hitting at that 35, 40% they were hitting last year. I'm not and, overly concerned with the three-point shot. No, I, I think they're finding it. I think Aikens yeah. is finding it. Holloman has found it, I think. Listen, it, Booker... I, I think DK said this during the game. Like Booker can take five or six a game. I don't give a shit. I want him to shoot it. Just shoot, shoot, shoot that ball every time he's open. Yeah, just just go for it, bro. And and you know, I think Hall. I think Hall's probably got to take some more. Um, he likes to do that thing where he like fakes it and then like takes that that right foot step in and then yeah that two that two dribble to the that two dribble like just outside the elbow just then he just or, stops uh, then he just stops in the right, stops and pulls up no just fucking pull the trigger malik just do it just pop i it's good to see him he's been good i think he's been good since the uh since the james madison game so good to see him get back yeah absolutely and and you know against butler mm-hmm. but carson cooper started in the offense Starting out looks a lot more fluid. Yes, it does. Better spacing, I think. And I honestly think it kind of woke Maddie up because I think Maddie's been playing a little better too since he got benched. He has too, like but gra- honestly, he's, like he's I hope he's not the ball to, more. I hope he's not trying to work his way back into the starting lineup because he's better off the bench. Well, I, I, I think I think Izzo doesn't make that move unless he's prepared to not put unless he's prepared. If he's prepared to like go back on it, I think I think this is going to be permanent. Should the be. only person I think could probably knock Kohler or knock Cooper off of that starting five is Kohler. But he I would imagine, well enough. yeah, he Kohler's still got a lot to go, and he's going to need like he's going to need a few weeks when he comes back to get kind of get get with it, get in shape. So yeah, I think this is permanent for for Carson Cooper, and it's well deserved. Well deserved. I mean, this is a guy. 12 months ago, they were talking about redshirting. And now he's the starting center on a on a team that has Final Four aspirations. That's insane. Did you hear the broadcast tonight? Yeah. When they were talking about Cohen Carr's story, but they were te- but they were telling Carson Cooper's story. Yeah. I- <laughs> they were saying he went to IMG and was on the B team. 
Yeah, that's whoops. That's not what happened with Cohen Carr. Not, 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 not what happened. Um, also, Cohen Carr. What? That guy is a fucking alien. What was alien. that? He is an alien. I don't even know. Like, he had that other dunk on the baseline, that Eastern European dude that they have on, on Alcorn State. <laughs> he kind of, he took like a half step, like he was going to go defend it. And he was like, fuck it. <laughs> that's, that's a business decision. Yeah, that is a that is a business decision. That is a I want to be able to use my Twitter account tomorrow decision. <laughs> <laughs> Number twenty on Alcorn State. Uh, ooh, welcome to the Church of Cohen Carr, my man. Yeah, you we're gonna were... have to take that. Uh, we're gonna have to like take that Grant Gustin like, uh, like like grave photo where he's like doing the peace sign on the grave. We're yeah. gonna have to put Cohen Carr's face <laughs> on it. You gotta put that guy's face on it first. Yeah, poor fella, man. All he was trying to do, you know, all he was trying to do was play hard, maybe earn a little more PT. And you end up just getting bathed in the waters of Cohen Carr. That's that's tough. How did he he went off of I mean he went off of one foot, but that was like a two dribble, and then he just whole head was over the rim and just punched it. Yeah, that was got me up. I'm sitting on my couch. I jumped up off my couch. That was insane. I mean I, that that is probably the the most pop Breslin has gotten in November in like years, like years. Holy shit! So, and Car best athlete at Michigan State since Jason Richardson, and then and then redacted. Yeah, and then uh, he who shall not be named. So, um, you know, he came back. He was he played he played on Friday for Charlotte. I know. I know. And Charlotte's play-by-play guy, who you know, is renowned around the league for going absolutely ape shit when when crazy dunks happen. It was like he was like on it, it was like he was on opiates. It was like he came straight from like a family member's funeral. Yeah, I mean it was somber when he called a dunk on Hugh Shulman. When he called a huge shall not be named dunk. King Eric Collins. Yeah. So not great. Not no, not great. Good. Not good. Did you see Brandon Dawson like punch the crap out of somebody in the Yeah? Uh, what the, the fuck, man? Something? Yeah, or uh it was uh Dominican. He Dominican got, league, yeah. He got a two year suspension. Ooh. One, one, a bitch made move, sucker yeah. punching the guy. Bitch yeah. made. Um to what the fuck is going on with Izzo Big Man, man? <laughs> like <laughs> Draymond. Draymond, <laughs> Draymond chokes out Rudy Gobert and Brendan Dawson sucker punching folks in the back of the head. Yikes. The, the somebody, Draymond memes. Oh, they were so bench, funny from that. Someone bet Xavier Tillman until we find out what the hell is going on. <laughs> bubble wrap him and just yeah, don't bubble, let him leave the house. Yeah. Put it. We need to have him involuntarily committed until we can until we can get to the source of this. No, that man's a king. He'd never do anything. Of course. Um, yeah, I mean, Alcorn, I mean, this was fun. Friday was fun. Tonight was fun. Again, I think the only things you can take away from games like this against teams like this are negatives. Have them stick. You shouldn't be fooled. Um, 
by what happens. That guy on Al. By the way, fuck that guy on Alcorn State for face guarding Steven so hard. That was lame, man. What are you? What are you in there to prove? Oh, I'm playing hard. It's a fifty. It's a fifty point game, dog. Like, yeah, you're down thirty four points, and you're face guarding the. You're face guarding the nepoist nepo baby. <laughs> there ever has been, or ever will be. Like I've I, seen that happen with a lot of teams. Like a lot of guys have like guarded him like he's Steph. Yeah, it's just like, come on, like, who is an, who is the bigger nepo baby? Steven Izzo, l- embrace debate. Who is the bigger nepo baby? Steven Izzo or uh, Olivia Jade, Lori Laughlin's daughter? Oh, wow! <laughs> embrace debate. Wow. Deep pull. Deep pull. Who's the bigger nepo baby? I, I'm leaning Steven. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well. Because listen, we do the content. We're in the content game. We do it on the side. Like I'm up until like 1130 some nights getting these podcasts out. <laughs> so I can't imagine how much, how much of an undertaking like a daily vlog is <laughs> like uh, that is, a that is a job to some people. Yeah. Like and if you have an hours. audience, you have an audience. Yeah. Like if you have a 45 minute vlog, we we don't even edit. That's the thing. We don't even fucking edit. We leave in dead air. We leave in nonsense side conversations like this one. We don't <laughs> even fucking edit. And how highly edited those vlogs are, a 45-minute vlog, do you know how many hours of footage there needs to be in order for you to get down to 45 minutes? Six or seven. At least. Yeah. So I'm leaning Steven. I'm not going to lie. I'm leaning Steven as the bigger, ne- as the bigger Nepo baby. No, you're probably right. <laughs> we love him. Without context, I don't think that poll would look good on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think I'm going to tweet it out. But I, I, it would kind of look like a dunk on Steven, and it's not. No, we, just, we love him. We love Steven. All I want him to do is score points. I do. Yeah, I just want to see him hit a free throw. If they're murdering Michigan and he puts Steven in there and tells him not to shoot, I'm gonna be so mad. I'm gonna be yeah, so right? fucking mad. Just let him shoot. He's got to let him shoot against Michigan. He's got to let him do it. We were up by well, we were up by like 25 against Michigan. We're reading Keon Coleman goes coast to coast. <laughs> yeah, well, I again, I don't think that was improvised. Probably why he wasn't on the team deck last year. <laughs> um, speaking of Keon Coleman, um. Jordan Travis, Lord carry him now. Oh my goodness. Yikes. Yeah, he had a Gordon Hayward injury. That was Ugh. I don't know what it is about gruesome leg injuries in college football, but whenever I see them, I'm always in public and I always have a visceral reaction to them that makes people look at me weird. <laughs> like, do you remember when Mackenzie Milton like basically yeah. shredded his shredded every tendon in his leg? Yeah, I turned my TV on and I was like, oh, the UCF is playing? Oh, first play I see is this man's leg snap in half. And I'm like, what? I, I was out to eat with my family. Uh, we were at Ford Field because the high school state championship games were on. So we watched my alma mater and then we went to dinner. We're watching, you know, it's just on. Like we're in, like we're at Atwater Brewery. So it's not like a sports bar, but they yeah. have TVs and we're watching it on one of them. I go, oh, oh. <laughs> I see that injury happen in real time. And 
I have not been lectured by my own parents the way I was lectured by the mother at the table sitting next to us. Wow. She was like, are you kidding me? There are children here. Like, what are you doing? I go, ma'am, I'm sorry. That was one of the most gruesome injuries I've ever seen. Like watching sports. I, it was completely involuntary. I had to pull it up on my phone to show her to get her off my fucking back because she was still going at me after like, I apologized. Feel bad about that one. And I was was out to, yeah, I was out to dinner with friends and I didn't even see it live. Like Fox showed it during their like transitional studio period. I'm like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Just say it was carted off. Yeah. Yeah, At least on Twitter, I have the ability to like try to, if I want to see it, I can click on the video. Like I have no control. Like what the fuck are you guys doing? (laughs) That's fucked up. Um, Yeah. Man, that's a fucking brutal injury and a brutal break for Florida State. Um, elsewhere in college football, a trophy's coming back to East Lansing. All right. Like I Got said one. in our pre, like I said in our preseason preview, fooled me can't get fooled again, bitch. Beat Ted Lasso. We killed him. Let's see. Well, he still got like twenty million on that buyout. Ah, they don't care. I don't know. I don't know if Indiana's got pockets like that. Okay, that's true. Ooh, for that's football, like another, at least. Ooh, that's like another like four and eight, three and nine season for them. Yeah, that's not not what you want. For for I mean, if you're a fan of Ted Lasso in Indiana, <laughs> that's not what you want. But yeah, the old brass platoon uh, back in back in East Lansing. I mean, look. The only thing I'll say about this game is Keaton, Keaton played Keaton played well, I think, especially in the second half. I think he really kind of showed a little bit of he showed a proof of concept at least, right? Some gamesmanship. Some gamesmanship. He he kinda the arm looked a little more lively, you know, he had a little more pop. He was able to kind of he was able to kind of fit fit the ball into some tight windows. Montori Foster, Lucas's boy. Holy Woo! shit. Wow. I thought that ball was picked when I was watching it live. Yeah, Malik Carr. I mean, he looked like me playing playing schoolyard football, just bigger than everyone else, just <laughs> just trucking people over. I mean, that was me in fifth grade. Like, I would just like stiff arm. I would stiff arm guys half my size into the dirt. That's the Malik Carr we've wanted to see, man. Yeah. Um, Nine catches, a hundred yards, two touchdowns. Dang. It's got to be the gloves, Cotton. It's got to be the gloves. He put gloves on, didn't he? Yeah. Unsurprising that he started making yeah. things happen. Um, that was know, the Malik Carr. I mean, that was the Malik Carr we thought we'd see pretty much like the whole season is like with with the lack of a a wide receiver one, the main focus of the offense becomes Malik Carr. And that was what we wanted to see. We didn't see it for a while, but there he was. Yeah, our off, unfortunately, our unfortunately, his head coach um, is a pervert. I'm not going to use past tense. I mean, I'm sure he's still a pervert. Um, yeah. And his offensive coordinator uh, has the has the little toy monkey clashing symbols in his brain, big time. So he was not able to be featured in the way I think a lot of people were hoping for. Um, yeah. You know, coaching search wise. Um, we're almost there. We're almost at the end. 
Um, Stephen Godfrey, um, for those who don't know, he's a national football writer. Uh, he he co-hosts a great podcast, Split Zone Duo. If you're, you know, however many, I'm sure there's a lot of overlap and listenership between Bacon Wire and Split Zone Duo. But if you're not subscribed, go subscribe. Um, if, if you want like a good focused national college football show, they're 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 the best out there. Um, the Cover Three Pod's also pretty good, but I think Split Zone Duo kind of kind of does that thing where it's entertaining to listen to as well as informative. I think Cover Three kind of gets a little bit too much into the weeds sometimes, and it kind of makes me zone out. But but Split Zone Duo is awesome. Um, he re- Stephen Godfrey released a, a an episode behind behind a paywall where he basically said Mike Elko is pretty much done. Um, and if it's not Mike Elko, it's Jonathan Smith. Um, he talked to a lot of agents. Michigan State's been quiet in recent weeks. That makes him think that they have their guy. Yeah, um, Stephen Godfrey seems pretty plugged in, so I would definitely believe if he was talking to people and they were saying that Mike Elko is behind the scenes. Um, I thought the uh, the Spartans rivals uh, article was was really encouraging. Um, I know some people freaked out seeing Jason Candle moved on to the next round of interviews, but like, come on, it's not really, that doesn't really mean a ton. Um, but also included in that were Mike Elko, Jonathan Smith, and uh, uh, Jed Fish. So uh, that, you know, obviously they said like those aren't the top three guys or the top three or four guys or whatever. Those were just the guys who have moved on to the next round of interviews. And I don't remember who it was, but somebody made some point that was like, what, why is this dragging out into November? This should drag out into November. This should be done as soon as the clock hits zero against Penn state. Like they should announce it. Like as soon as that game ends, if imagine if like they ended the coaching search in like the end of September, like we would have hired Jake Dickert and that would have gone South really fast. So I'm kind of glad that they, they uh, pivoted from that. Leipold, look, people said like, you know, Leipold is definitely a guy who would be a really, really good hire, but I think some of the negatives I think have made more sense and have carried a little more weight recently. He is 60 years old. He is in, I believe this is his fourth, you know, coaching place or third coaching place. He was at Wisconsin Whitewater, then Buffalo, now Kansas. And it's like, he just was able to build this thing. Why start a new rebuild somewhere else at the age of 60? So, um, if Leipold's a candidate, great. If he's not, I understand why. So, but the, just seeing Elko, Smith, and Fish, three coaches who have done a really, really phenomenal job this year with what they have, um, that's, I think any of those guys would be excellent hires. So, I mean, I know despite someone who wants to, who wants to um, trap, just find any way of nitpicking the hires that we make, um, I think any of those three guys would be awesome. Elko and Smith, a little bit higher than Fish, but. Um, if it's one of those two guys, that'd be fantastic. Yeah, I, I, I'm no longer entertaining Urban. I, I'm, it feels long. It's played out. It, it's played out. It's no longer fun. Yeah. It's it's sad now. We're just gonna and move. The, we're we we are just gonna move on. Yeah, we are just gonna move on. There's gonna be people. Look. Here's the thing about Urban. And, and, you know, at Maxwell Klitschke, who, you know, has been on Lockdown Spartans a bunch of times, we, we've talked, and 
And like one of the things that Urban like Urban loves being told he's pretty and he loves talking ball. So if if you know if 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 a booster is gonna say get on this private jet and talk to our AD, he's gonna do it. Yeah. And he's gonna talk ball and he's gonna and he's gonna get his dick hard about about all the nice things that people are saying about him. But that doesn't mean he's gonna take the job, especially if his wife doesn't doesn't want him to take it, especially if especially if he feels like he's gonna he's gonna lose out of the gate. Like that's the thing. Like Urban Meyer has nothing to prove. All he can do now is hurt his legacy. He he escaped from that Jacksonville fiasco by the skin of his teeth. The skin. Just the absolute closest you can come to destroying your entire legacy without actually doing it. Yeah, he's a great college coach who would not did not cut it in the NFL and he realized it at the right time. Absolutely. So, you know, that's that's my that my final word on Urban is you're not, I don't think you're going to get 2012 Urban Meyer either. No. So, you're beginning an Urban Meyer who hasn't who hasn't coached college football in 5 years. Um who and this point has been made elsewhere, but you know, you're going to bring in a guy who is an asshole to, to players. And like, you can't be an asshole in an era where guys can go, fuck you, I'm leaving. Right. Like, you don't have to coddle them and kiss their asses. But you also, like, can't do the shit Urban Meyer used to do to his players. And expect guys to stick around, especially if you're not going to get the results right away, which you're not going to. The ceiling for next year is eight and four. That's the absolute ceiling, barring some kind of like fantastic roster turnover. Yeah. And I think Coach Prime learned this lesson this year. There's only about 15 to 20 guys in the portal that are really going to upgrade your team on any given moment. The rest are guys who, you know, aren't playing for a reason, who aren't getting the looks they're getting for a reason. Right? Yeah. If Keaton Hauser transfers, it's oh. because he was processed. It's not because he, he was frustrated with his playing time or he felt like he was getting shafted. Right? Those are the reasons Sam Leggett might transfer, but those won't be the reasons that won't be the reason Keaton Hauser transfers. So I, I, I would really, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm over the urban talk. I'm no longer entertaining it. I'm no longer going to join a space where, <laughs> where Spiro just basically is like, again, and this is my other, like, while we were bitching about Spiro <laughs> and him just like black pilling the fan base to anyone who's not urban. If, You know, he he had really built himself into a corner there is no escape, right? Because the way he sets this up, right, is like, you know, Urban can say no, but I just want to know we pursued it till the end, right? 
So the natural outcome of that is going to be when Urban says no or when they hire someone who's not Urban. It's not going to be, well, they tried their best. I'm ready to roll with I'm ready to roll with Mike Elko. It's going to be they didn't they didn't go all out. They didn't try their hardest. They want this program to fail. Yeah. That's what it's going to be. He's already setting up for that. And and you know, for a guy who's had access to to Tyson Walker, to Keon Coleman, to to Kaden Hauser, to Jordan Hall, to burn those boats like that is over over a 60-year-old guy with a shitty heart. That's fucking insane. That is fucking insane. It's fucking insane what he's doing. Also, he doesn't need the money or whatever revenue he generates from this shit, but it's just fucking insane. Like how committed he is to the idea of urban Meyer. I don't know. It just doesn't really feel like it's worth like dying on that hill when it was like, I don't know what were really the chances of it ever happening. You know, not high. I don't think. No, I don't. I, I think the book. I think when the book is written on this coaching search, I think the. I don't think Urban's even going to get a chapter. Hmm. To be honest. No, and it's like instead of looking at the good things that Mike Elko and Jonathan Smith have been able to do with their teams and their programs, it's just going to like focus on the negatives. And I don't. As a fan, I don't understand that. Like, Elko has had great defenses no matter where he's gone. He's even he's a defensive guy who's also had good offenses where he's gone. He's a good recruiter. Like, they're, what do they have, six or seven wins at this point, and they're on their third-string quarterback, and they're missing top contributors? Uh, yeah. They're banged up up and down the depth chart, and they're bull eligible still. He's got a culture, man. And the same thing with Jonathan Smith, a top 10 program at Oregon State in Corvallis, Oregon. Like, that doesn't happen. And gosh, the way that they defended Michael Penix. Uh, yes, I know it was raining a lot, but man, did they look good. That defense looks good. Uh, Damian Martinez, great running back. DJU had talent, but Clemson wasn't the right place. He figured it out with DJU. I mean, as a former quarterback, like, imagine what he's going to, he would be able to do with, with Caden Hauser. Like, you know, I think one of Hauser or Levitt probably transfers this offseason. I think it's Levitt because he's already redshirting and, and that whole situation. So, but yeah, I mean, those, those, there are a lot of good qualities with both Elko and Smith. Yeah. So, you know, if, if you're a raise the flag person, stop. Stop. It, <laughs> it's not worth it. Or raise the flag for Jonathan Smith. Yeah. Because here's the thing. People are saying Jonathan Smith, it's here at UCLA. Uh, Chip Kelly just saved his fucking job. So, you think that game did it for him? Oh, yeah. Okay. Because the other thing Godfrey said was, you know, if they lose one of the next two, he's probably out. They're not going to lose to Cal nope. the way they played on Saturday. So, I, Chip Kelly saved his job. So, if Jonathan, you know, Jonathan Smith, he can head into the unknown and play, like, San Jose State on a Wednesday night on FS2. Yeah. Or you can take the pay raise. And leaving your alma mater is tough, and it sucks that Oregon State was left behind. Sure. College sports is better when programs like Oregon State 
are, are on a national stage. I truly believe that. But that's not the reality of the situation right now. I do think there is going to be a return to that once the once the cable networks collapse or or whatever. But I truly do think that Jonathan Smith or Mike Elko would benefit the program majorly because they're serious people also. Like they're not gonna have 50 page fucking style guides. How is that, how do we not have access to that yet? How is that not somebody needs to FOIA that? How have we not FOIA? I think Matt Brown at extra points did try to FOIA it. That's awesome. And because it wasn't created like wasn't created like with MSU resources, like Tugger did it on his own. They don't have access to it, which fucking sucks. Real quick on real quick, we'll we'll move on from football. They're playing Penn State on Friday. They're gonna get bludgeoned. Uh they're gonna finish four and eight. Um moving on, shout out MSU hockey sweeping number one Wisconsin this weekend. Awesome, man. Nightingale. What, what a job fuck, you've done. What the fuck is the Big Ten Network doing with hockey, by the way? Why know, is everything more of it? Why is everything on Big Ten Plus? Why is everything on look? I understand the I understand the model of Big Ten Plus, right? And I think honestly, it's good for the journalism departments, right? You have these kids who get experience calling calling sports that aren't usually seen, and you know they have an opportunity to be viewed. But you know they're elevating volleyball, rightfully so, because volleyball is an entertaining as fuck sport. Hockey is also very fucking entertaining, like. That was a top 15 matchup in your in your conference. You killed a functioning hockey conference to build to build Big Ten hockey. And it is fucking impossible to watch your games. How the fuck is that possible? It's bad. Terrible. College I mean, hockey would be better broadcasted for sure. Oh yeah. Um and once once the tournament rolls around, it's like on, on major yeah. networks, but. Yeah. but just even if you have to like tape delay, yeah. Um. So yeah. Um. Shout out hockey, Adam Knight. Shout out hockey. I think you said it, Carter. He doesn't even have his guys yet. Like these are all holdovers from from the previous from the previous staff. Holdovers, couple transfers. Yeah, just sick. Yeah, it's pretty dope. He, um, got great. He, he killed it like immediately. Like once he came in on the recruiting trail, he started killing it. Yeah, I mean, dog straight mm-hmm. dog. Uh, let's move on to the NFL. Um, the Detroit Lions played the worst game they've played all year and still beat the Bears. Yep, <laughs> that's awesome. I, you know, I. I turned that game off after that long after that long fields intercept after that long fields run. I was like, I, I can't do this anymore. Um <laughs> I I put I have the criterion edition of Raging Bull. I started watching Raging Bull <laughs> <laughs> just for like I, I can't I can't do it. Like I can't watch this happen. And then they just fucking won anyways. Like I have multiple screens in my basement, so I turned it on the side screen once I I saw like Twitter. I was keeping my eye on it, so I turned it back on. I was like 
watching Raging Bull and the end of the Lions game. I might just have to do that. It's like the, it's like how on TikTok where you get like a three minute clip of a movie with like subway surfers underneath <laughs> and they have like royalty free music playing in the background over it. It's just like, I think I've watched like 10 season of 10 seasons of Chicago med that way. Nice. It's just like Chicago met in the top half of the screen, subway surfers in the bottom half of the screen. Uh, that royalty free music that goes like the, like the piano, like the, hold on. Let me see if I can, let me see if I can find it. I gotta, but yeah, no, the line, I mean, eight and two, the first time since 1965, the lines are, the lines are eight and two. That's insane. Yeah. Um, this is clearly one of the best teams in the NFL. But oh man, golf has golf's got to be better. Um, that was a brutal game from him. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, that was bad. Um, He'll admit it. He did. Yeah, I think he did. I think he said as much on uh, in his post game press conference. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, the Bears, man. Bad, bad. I don't know. I, here's the thing for the Bears, though. I don't know if he could pull the plug on Justin Fields. No, he no. I think I mean that was not one hundred percent Justin Fields, and he played really well. Yeah, I, you know, I I think you got to be able to hire a coach who's willing to work with Justin Fields. I think they should go for Bobby Slowick in Houston because what Slowick did with uh, C.J. Stroud, another. I mean, you don't want a helmet scout, but Ohio State quarterback. He's really worked. It's really worked well. Yeah, I, obviously Stroud is like way better of a pocket passer, but still. If if you want, and we didn't even talk about the latest, the latest Michigan sign stealing shit. There's they may be kind of in some real trouble. Yeah, they're they're in deep doo doo. Um, but if you like the smoking gun of of Michigan stealing signs. Are like CJ Stroud's stat lines from those games. <laughs> <laughs> like Michigan's defense was able to contain CJ Stroud, but no other defense in the NFL is able to do it. Get fucking real. Get real with me here. Come on. Jesse Minter should be suspended just based on just based on like what did CJ Stroud do against Michigan? And now what is CJ Stroud doing against NFL talent? Smoking them up really good. Smoking them. That 50-yard bomb he hit on the run to Tank Dell that's was a, that's... fucking nasty. Nasty. And Ryan Day, too. I mean, he just played completely within structure, and if you made Stroud play outside of structure, he looked like clueless. So, Ryan Day, what were you doing to this man? Yeah. Um, just terrible all around. Yeah, um, and the Falcons, like we said at the top of the show, won the bye week. Gave the ball to Tyler Algier 25 times for 65 yards, but won the Five bye week. hits targets. Yeah. <laughs> Drake London, four receptions for 27 yards. As they lost 21 to 16. No, they beat the bye week, so it was like 19-16. Game-winning, game-winning young Waku field goal. <laughs> That's what these games always are. Oh boy. 
No, so, you know, Thanksgiving, uh, big day. Big potential for me to get disowned. <laughs> <laughs> big disowning potential for your boy here between the Lions uh, playing the Packers and MSU basketball. There's, you know, I I could be couch surfing for a while if, if things don't go smoothly for both teams. We need some wins. Yeah, I, you know, I, I'm pretty confident about the Packers, honestly. Yeah, they're not very good. Um, my Green Bay prediction was kind of bad. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. I I think you were kind of counting on Jordan Love's development, and Jordan Love just didn't develop, so. You know, no one's going to hold your feet to the fire over that. But today was today was today was rough seas, you know, short week. Maybe they were looking ahead. Get your shit under control and go from there, I guess. Yeah, I think that's all I got. That's all I got for this week. Carter, you got anything? No, it's, it's a pretty good show. Hope people enjoy Thanksgiving with their family. Yep, absolutely. Your brothers. Yeah. Have a happy Thanksgiving, your brothers, your partners. And, you know, let's go. Let's beat Arizona. Let's Get some beat, more wins. Let's beat Green Bay. Let's go 9 and 2. When was the last time the line started 9 and 2? If it's been 1962, I don't know if they probably, they probably never started 9 and 2, honestly. <laughs> um, they, you know, my favorite stat about the NFL is like when they start start a season. Like the Lions never started a season like twelve and four. It's like no, you what? start the season with no zero and zero. That is a season. Twelve and four <laughs> is a season. Twelve and four was a season until like two years ago. <laughs> so what do you mean start a season? Like when does start a season end? Like when do you delineate that? I never understood that. Yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> um. All right, Carter. Till next week. Go green. All right. Go wait. Happy Thanksgiving.